Welcome to our How to Empower podcast. On this episode, we'll look at how to empower you to be yourself and have pride in being open about who you are. I'm joined today by Ali Camps and Dipesh Devadra. Ali is volunteer co-chair of Pride in London and deputy chairman of Customer Consultancy Quadrangle. She joins us today and will share with us her thoughts on Pride and tell us a little bit about her story. Dipesh joins us from our growth team in corporate affairs and will give us his insight into his background and views on LGBT. Dipesh, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and why you're keen for others to learn about it? Sure. Thanks, Susie. Um, So I've always known about my sexuality ever since I can remember. Um, I was made fun of in and out of school um, due to the way I acted, the way I spoke, my mannerisms. Um, and I didn't feel I could talk to anyone about that. So um, on top of that, I come from an ethnic background. So I didn't feel comfortable telling my family about how I felt and what I was going through, uh, mainly because I didn't think they would understand. And it wasn't really something that I thought existed in their culture. Um, So I grew up feeling pretty isolated, having negative feelings towards myself. um, And I think that impacted my mental health. Um, I made the decision in my 20s to, to go out and explore the gay life, to, to see what was out there. But I realized that I was still living in two different worlds and they were very separate. Um, but I slowly gained the confidence to be myself and um, not just outside of work, but inside the workplace as well. Um, and. That was really important to me because I wanted to feel that I can just be myself, that others can be themselves as well. And I had the right to to be my authentic self. Um, And the reason why I'm sharing my story is because I want people to to broaden their minds um, to know that this world exists of with all different types of people and with so much going on globally we need acceptance, compassionate behaviour and teamwork to at least tolerate each other. Um, I've educated myself around LGBT plus history um, and I feel very blessed to be able to be the person that I am today. Um, I also firmly believe that we need to talk to kids and educate them to let them know that this world is full of different types of people. So I volunteer for an organisation called um, Diversity Role Models and um, where I go to community schools and we talk about the acceptance and tolerance of LGBT people, which is really important to me. Gosh, uh, and, and I, I suppose I share your story from the other side, being a mother of, my, of, of three children, my middle child who really struggled at school, interestingly enough. And, and, I, and what was really interesting, he spends his life um, around lots of girls, okay? And it, I didn't realise that he was gay, okay? And actually it took him real courage and I just think, as a mother, I thought I actually really understood my children. And actually, I suppose I feel I let him down. But the difference now that he is who he is, and, and as you say, being yourself is actually really important. Yeah, um, But actually, of his friends, it's interesting. I think the younger generation just accept everybody for, you know, whether you're tall, small, fat, short, whatever you are, whatever your sexuality, they do just accept you for, for who you are, actually. So hopefully, as you go around some of these schools, it, it gets easier because because those kids understand it. 100%. Like, I, I, think, I think it's really important to, to just, uh, to, to at least give that education to kids, to, to tell them that it's okay to be who you are and to, to, to you know, be friends with other types of people. It's all good. 
Thank you. Sorry. And, and Ali, um, do you have a sort of similar story and journey as... I mean, obviously, some some differences, not least the fact that I'm a little bit longer in the tooth than Depeche's. Um, uh, I similarly um, always knew that um, I was different um, and that I was attracted to girls. But um, growing up, uh, I was born in the late 60s, so going to school in the 70s and 80s, I had no role models whatsoever. Um, and at that time, there was no inclusive education. Um, that just wasn't a thing. And I lived in a town where I didn't know any any gay people. There was like one gay pub, but it was like this sort of mystical place that people laughed about. I went to university and I'm a, I think I managed to choose the straightest university in the country. Um, uh, and so that wasn't much help. And anyway, sort of life went on. And eventually I did obviously come out because... Um, uh, I think that's evident in what I do now, but uh, not until I was 37. And it was a very painful process and, and cost me friends, cost me relationships, um, cost me a year of my relationship with my family, really, as we were kind of all struggling to come to terms with that. So it was very difficult. And at work, um, my business partners were incredibly supportive and it definitely helped to at least have that space where I could be myself and um, start to... Uh, start to embody the person that I had been all along but had been denying myself. And I, like the two of you, think that education is um, is so crucial. Uh, and Diversity Role Models is a fantastic charity. Sadly, I don't agree that it's the case that um, kids, all the kids are down with the gayness um, these days because actually when you look at bullying, stats in schools they're they're going in the wrong direction not in the right direction uh, and i think when you look at um, hate crime stats as well many of which are perpetrated by younger adults uh, that's yet more evidence of the fact that the school system is 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 still failing lgbt plus young people uh, because it is not a safe space to be gosh and and 50 years on from the stonewall riots why do you think events such as pride are really still so important uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, as you would imagine, because it is 50 years since the Stonewall uprising. And I think, you know, at this moment in time in the UK, um, but not in all of the UK, we have um, equalities in inverted commas. We have the right to marry. We don't have the right to marry if we're in Northern Ireland. Um, but in the rest of the UK, we do. Um, we have rights around uh, children and families. Um, but having rights doesn't mean to say that you're equal. So in the light of those things, I think that actually pride matters now more than ever. And that's without even getting into the, the discussion about the, the kind of backlash that we're seeing in the media on a day-to-day -day basis, trying to take down the trans community. There's so much happening in our community that we need to stand up to. And it's first and foremost the job of pride to do that. Thank you. And Dipesh, just in terms of um, how do you think, because you talked about the work, but how do you think um, employers can support their LGBT plus um, workforce? Um, I think there's a few things. So um, what's inspiring to me is that I've worked, well, I've met with, um, I've met leaders from all different types of backgrounds. So they understand the importance of being inclusive and um, and creating that inclusive environment, which makes me feel that I can relate to them because, you know, I come from, I consider myself as a diverse person that tries to feel or be inclusive in everything that I do. Um, and so having leaders um, at the top of an organization that 
preach the message of inclusiveness is is inspiring and it, you know it can it can even make me think you know one day i could reach their level um and if they can do it so can i um so i even think perhaps at board level having a full represent representation of people um is really important and um helps to create that inclusive environment um, where they can set goals and objectives uh, for the organization to, to focus on. Um, and it's also important to have all different types of people featuring in our internal and external collateral, whether it's marketing materials or press materials at different grades, at different levels, different genders, backgrounds. I think if people see that in the external world, then they will see an organization as being inclusive. Um, and it creates that warm, welcoming um, message. Um, on top of that, I also think it's important to have policies and networks available um, to all uh, people that work for an organization. So, um, you know, making sure that we have policies that represent diverse groups of people and making sure we have uh, networks or groups of interest that people can join and meet like-minded people is, is really important. It creates that sense of belonging as well. Yeah, and a community. Thank you. And Ali, do you think LGBT plus people are still facing challenges in the workplace? Well, all the research suggests that that is the case. Um, and if, if, for example, we're talking about, I mean, we're here in London, but if we were in the US, um, half of LGBT plus people aren't even out um, uh, of the closet at work because they fear the repercussions of that and, and the security for their their position um, so much. And I've done quite a lot of research in this area, both for Pride and, and for my own clients. And I think that it is it is not easy for people to be out at work. You know, there's, there's uh, evidence that I think from Stonewall research that sh suggested that uh, nearly two thirds of graduates go back into the closet when they start their first job because they're not sure they're not sure about whether it's safe to, to be out and they want to find out the lie of the land. And, you know, we shouldn't be driving people back into the closet. And I think that there's, there's the, the important thing is for employers to be really true, really authentic in not just in their words, but in their behaviours. And that means thinking through an employee's journey, if you like, uh, as a member of the team, right from the, the, the process of recruitment all the way through to um, when they leave and beyond. Uh, and having policies that apply um, not just for people in cities where it's easier to be LGBT plus, but uh, implications um, for staff around the world as well, potentially in, in markets and territories where it is illegal. And the best examples that I know of, some of the partners that we work with at Pride in London, are those employers who really stand up for their LGBT plus staff around the world and demand um, the same, the very best um, uh, treatment and standards, just as they would in their home market. Thank you. And Dimash, you touched on earlier um, about the impact you thought um, coming out or not, you know, sort of hiding the true you was on your well-being. It'd be just interesting to know just some thoughts on how not being truly yourself at work can mm. cause extra stress on your, your own mental health. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think everyone has the right to be their authentic selves at work. Um, if you're not like I wasn't at one point in time, um, it feels like you're hiding a big part of yourself and it, that, that's not a good feeling. Um, 
So you can end up with feelings of negativity, isolation, not working effectively with people, um, which would obviously impact the work itself. Um, so I know that I'm fortunate to, to work for an organization which does embrace all different types of people, in my opinion. Um, you know, I've worked with leaders that are out and proud, which is really inspiring. Um, so that helps me to, to be my authentic self at work. Um, I also, before working at PwC, I worked for a mental health organization in Australia. So um, it was really interesting to me to see the different types of people I did work with and the different types of um, target groups that we would approach to work with that experience all different types of mental health issues. And ultimately, the end message was just about acceptance, tolerance, and just working together as a community to understand each other. Thank you. And uh, to, to both of you individually, what's your one tip for how individuals can be more empowered to share their authentic and real selves at work? I think to, rem to remember that um, you're not alone, actually. There is always someone like you, close to you. Um, and to, you know, to know who your allies are as well. I found um, in my own business that, you know, our people are terrifically proud of the work that I do um, because it reflects on them. It reflects on the business. It says something about the company that they work for. Um, and they, they love that. And I think that most people, the majority of people are good. Uh, and it's important to remember that. I mean, I would say, like, uh, just to, to echo your point, um, to, if, if you are struggling or you are going through a tough time or, or you don't feel like you can be yourself at work, try and reach out to someone. Talk to someone who you've developed a relationship with that you trust, um, someone who you could confide in. Um, try and get that courage to, to, to speak up. Um, and then uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself like just do it in your own time and um and yeah there is support out there there are resources out there as well and you're not alone maybe don't wait till you're 37 though <laughs> my advice would be don't wait until you're 37. that draws us to the close of another episode of how to empower yet another chat that's gone really quickly it's been really thought-provoking and i'd like to thank both dipesh and ali for joining me and chatting with me so openly to you, our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes. Mm -hmm.